the Days Past Tooncast. My name is Will. My name is Travis. And on this podcast, we have adult conversations about yesterday's animations. We've left October. Mm. We're clear yeah. of October. We Done just that. got out from underneath it. Now we're in November. Yeah. It's it, fall it right is, now. It is fall. Yes. And so that means that things are dying all around us. Yeah. Leaves fall from trees. Yes. Uh, people die around you. Fall is when everyone tends to die. Yes. That's when, when mm-hmm. the earth calls its, <laughs> <laughs> its, its population. So it is kind of the, because um, we're in the pre-apocalypse right now, depending on who you ask. Pre- yeah. Pre- the apocalypse has not arrived yet. Yeah. It is on its way. October and November are kind of where the apocalypse happens seasonally. On a seasonal. <laughs> like, because like things start going. to die. Okay. Yeah. And then once you get into winter, post-apocalypse. Yes. Boom. So that's appropriate that we're starting off November then. And I promise. See, I told you I would make it appropriate. You did. I found a way. <laughs> you never lie. I you never, never lie. lie. Uh-uh. I found a way to make it appropriate because we're talking today about Thundar the, the Barbarian. Barbarian. He is Thundar the Barbarian. Yeah, Which buddy. is a post-apocalyptic cartoon show for children. Masterpiece, if you will. I mean, it, as far as that, that particular genre goes, which I think is kind of a thin herd, because <laughs> you just don't think that's something that children need to see on Saturday morning, is right. what happens when the earth fails yeah. and society crumbles. What happens to the world after I die, Mom? Yeah. <laughs> I don't even know if kids are supposed to be conceptualizing or if their brains can conceptualize the that the world is even a thing that ends. Yeah. Like, I, I don't even think they have grappled with their own mortality at that's this point. That's not good for morale, for sure. No no, 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 no. But it is one of the most popular genres out there in general. I, I, in cartoons somewhat, but I mean, you know, a post-apocalyptic movies are, they're a dime a dozen uh-huh. or 12 for 10 cents. <laughs> Travis, do you have any post, are you a fan of post-apocalypticism? Yes, I am, sir. You know what? I like, uh, I like my I Am Legend. I haven't seen that one. I Am Legend or or the movie that it was based off of, the Omega Man. The Omega Man with yeah. uh, Charlie Heston. Greatness. I've so never that's, seen that's that my one. Top. Those are my tops right there, man. I need to see the one at least with Charlton Heston because, man, his face, his jaw does all the acting. The last man on earth always carries an automatic weapon. Charlton Heston plays Robert Neville, the sole uninfected survivor desperately trying to save the human race. There is no phone ringing, damn it! And in that zombie realm, man, I'm also, you know, yep. I'm a fan of The Walking Dead. I and, know you are. But more so the fear. The fear of The Walking Dead yes. is the better <laughs> You're a big fan of the fear. Just fear. I love I love getting scared. But yeah, you like the emotion. You're into the emotion of <laughs> yes. it, not just the, the action of walking. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> well, like along those lines, uh, did you ever see 28 Days Later? Yes. That mm-hmm. one's great. It is great. That one is great. I really enjoyed that one, the fast zombies and uh-huh. that one. Yeah. I'm not a huge fan of the zombie apocalypse. The you don't like the weeks? The, the the sequel to that? I never saw it. You never, t- okay. never saw it because I thought, okay, this is good enough. I get it. I get it. I get what we're doing here. I understand. Yeah, I've never seen a sequel because I think, uh, you know, I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> Even though I just watched The Exorcist 3. You, you would say some shit like that. <laughs> I don't do that. That's not me. So I grew up watching the Stand miniseries. Did you see that? 
I believe so. Okay. I believe so, yeah. Because there's a Dauber from... The best thing about it was that Dauber from Coach was a slower man who said, M-O-O-N, that spells whatever you want it to be. Yeah. Everything is spelled moon. M-O-O-N, that spells ready. M-O-O-N, that spells hobby. M-O-O-N, that spells deaf and dumb. M-O-O-N, that spells Nebraska. Dauber is also the voice of Patrick Starr from SpongeBob. I just read that. I just read that. And I was, because I was wondering, I was like, oh no, probably this guy like died or he's he's somewhere in a gutter somewhere. M O O N. (laughs) That spells moon. Making that money. Thank God. Yeah, I am so glad to see his face. That man was born bald. His hair was not meant for this world. You said Dauber. (laughs) Dauber. Yeah, that's a deep cut. If we have any younger listeners, they have no idea what we're talking about with that. There's something about it that keeps us coming back to it. Yeah, it does. You know, mm-hmm. and we'll always go there until it happens, I guess. Yeah, or, or until Thundar's done. <laughs> yeah, so like in another 20 episodes of us covering it then. Yeah. <laughs> Popular enough. Yeah. Perennial enough that they said, hey, we got to slap that into a Saturday morning. Along with your cereal, you get a good taste of death. Death. Yeah. A, a dying planet, a planet that should have been abandoned long ago, 2000 years ago, because this one takes place in 3094, I think. I think so. Yeah. Something along those lines. 1994 was when the apocalypse uh-huh. happened yep. in this world. Should children be even considering this idea? Ruby Spears production company says yes. <laughs> A resounding, they don't even let you finish the sentence. Two thumbs. Two thumbs, four thumbs. They got two, well, maybe, I don't know how many arms they have or thumbs, but. That's right, yeah. At least (laughs) a thumb between the two of them. (laughs) So we're, we're going to have to get post-apocalyptic. There's some crazy things in this one. And I think that means we have to get to the plot. Thundar the Barbarian, season one, episode three. Originally broadcast October 18th, 1980, entitled. Mindoc the Mind Menace. Thundar and his companions respond to an attack at an ancient ruin, actually the former site of Cape Canaveral Space Station, where the minions of the wizard Mindoc capture what they call ice people, cryogenically frozen NASA scientists from the 20th century whom Mindoc needs for his own nefarious plans. Those plans include building a powerful robotic body for Mindoc, who became a superpowered disembodied brain during the Great Cataclysm 2,000 years ago. With his new body, Mindoc intends to conquer the world, but Thundar redirects the wizard's warship to space, sending the evil brain on a permanent voyage to the stars. That's right, this one is down in FL. Florida. Cape Canaveral. Cape Canaveral. Mm -hmm. I have not been there. I have been to whatever is in Houston here in Texas. Okay. Uh, Like, I didn't go to space camp, but I did visit the space camp. Yeah. (laughs) You just drove by it? I feel either I'm like the lowliest urchin that was just like shown it from afar, or Uh I drove by in a limousine and like spat on the children that are at the space camp. I don't know which one. (laughs) Can't remember. Or your mom just showed you a magazine clipping of (laughs) it? Yes, or just spoke to me of the subject. Right. We haven't covered Thundar in a little while, so I wanted to get back to basics looking at the central characters of this show for uh-huh. a second, because they have a very specific dynamic, I've realized, in rewatching it. You've got Thundar. He's the barbarian. And the brains. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, he's the biceps, baby. Well, that's the thing. between. So there's, there's Thundar, who's a barbarian. I am Thundar, a barbarian. 
And there's Ukla the Muck, who is a barbarian. A barbarian. <laughs> like, he's an animal. You've got two Chewbaccas. One of them is just shaved, basically. One of them can speak decently. Halfway there. So, like, you don't have a Han Solo amongst them. There's no charm <laughs> with anyone in this group. <laughs> You've got those two, and you've got Ariel, who is the princess who class magic. She makes little jokes. She's kind to people. Come on, boys. I'll show you to the door. Thunder! No! You can't just rush in. Between those three, you really have two of the same character and then this other complete opposite person. They are a power trio as far as bands go. They are... Cream. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's the bit. I guess they could be Green Day, but I'm thinking like Cream yeah. along these lines. Yeah, a little more classic. A little more classic yeah. because Thundar, he runs into every situation guns a-blazing if he had a gun. Uh-huh. And I'm sure he'd be using it. It would be it would be a rocket launcher if he had one. <laughs> like Or two, two mini guns, just a bugger, 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 bugger. Yeah, it's slash or stab first, ask questions later, maybe. If ever. <laughs> yeah. Like, where did you go? I was trying to kill you. Yeah. I want to kill you some more. <laughs> But he's the human. He does speak, and he's the name of the show. So I'm thinking he's lead guitar. He is swords ablazing. The lead guitarist that cannot stop soloing. Oh, I don't, okay. If any of you are musicians out there who have like jammed with people, especially he's the guy at Guitar Center, like trying out the Kirk Hammett. You I know, think I've been part of this as well. Yes, I've, yes. I've had guitar players that that yeah. love to hear themselves play. I mean, when is the spot for the guitar solo? Probably they're just going to do it even without talking to you about it. But they they just, like, the more notes they play, the better. Yeah. I've also had the drummer that tries to keep up with the guitar solo, too. Well, that's Ookla. Okay. (laughs) Because Ookla, okay, so there's, like, I love Led Zeppelin, and I love John Bonham, their drummer. He's an amazing drummer. He had a tendency, live especially, to chase the cool fills down uh-huh. and lose the beat as a result. He, basically, yeah, just fucking, like, he's like, doo, 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 doo. Oh, oh, there's one over there. Like, he just sees rabbits of fills pass by him in his mind. And that's Ukla, where he's just like this big bashing around guy. He's animal. He's animal. Uh-huh. The Muppets, I mean, that kind of says it all. These are two people on either side who are not tasteful uh-huh. in the least or classy at all. It's just two people screaming and playing all the notes and running into every song, even the ballads, uh-huh. at 11. Yep. <laughs> Sadly for Ariel, she's in the middle of that, uh-huh. and she's got to hold it all down. She's the bass player. Oh. The bass player who is keeping everything simple, keeping it straight, and is just waiting, jonesing for that side project to come along so she can just ski out out of there. Oh, and just yeah. say, like, I'm looking for another gig. I'm supposed to be leading shit. And yeah. I got to stick around with these two <laughs> hunks of crap. These two meatheads. Oh. That's who she's hanging with, her uh-huh. meat. Froll on meatheads. <laughs> At one point, Thundar, in attacking someone, just says, Taste the fury of Thundar. Which sounds like the title of their tour and or album. Uh, I love that as yeah. a, like a metal band. Devil Dogs. Devil Dogs is one of his explanations. <laughs> we used to say that a bunch as kids, <laughs> but it would always be Devil Dogs because the devil's cool. Yeah. Especially when you're young. Demon Dogs. Taste the Fury sounds like Spinal Tap to me, uh-huh, especially. Yeah. yeah. Like you're holding out this bowl that just has like Fury spelled out in uh-huh. it or something yeah, like that. Or energy drink uh, saying, you know, <laughs> one of those. Taste the Fury. Yeah. And Ariel's, because in all these situations, she benefits from them going first. They are the, the collateral damage, if yeah, necessary. They're, uh-huh. they're human shields if she needs yeah. them. Oh, well, I got your back. I'm just a lady. Yeah. Uh, go check it out. <laughs> I, yeah, I got more power than everyone combined in this show. Yes, but I feel like as far as the band goes, she's saying like, guys, it's that title is just a little over the top. Like, we play ballads. We do, we're experimental. We do some avant-garde stuff. Yeah. And, you know, 
Like, can't we, can't we just do like a three minute single? And they're all just like trying to make Rush albums yeah. all the time. <laughs> Thunder is also, he reminds me of, there's a particular kind of meathead friend who not only will chase down any fight that comes across their hands or just create, like someone that you know is in a friend group, might, usually not my closest friend, but someone who gets in all the almost fights at bars. They're the ones that will stand up from the thing. You look across the room and then their bar stool has been kicked out and you're like, oh God, here we go. Yeah. And Pull he rode back. with me. Pull me back. Yeah, exactly. They're trying to start it. Yeah. But they're also the one that when you are doing something illegal and a cop checks in on it. Is the first one to bounce. The first one to get an attitude with the cop. Oh, The one okay. that's looking like, well, I know my rights, man. Fuck you, man. You can't come back here. That's Thunder. <laughs> like, he can't just let it go. He has to take issue with it. <laughs> All of it. I know my rights, man. Seriously, I, I can't. Man, I could not handle Thunder. I could not handle Ookla. Ariel, come on over. We're yes, hanging. Yeah. <laughs> I'm starting this band. I need a basis. Yeah, seriously. Nah, she, can, she can lead it, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> when we start off the episode, we are at, as we said, Cape Canaveral. Ground zero, baby. Yeah, we, well, that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad. Uh, I don't know. This may be what it looks like right now, for all I know, because <laughs> NASA, it seems like is constantly, from what I hear, there are two possibilities and nothing in between. Uh -huh. Either NASA is grossly overfunded, according to some people, yeah. or basically like they're selling shit from their garage because yeah. they're so underfunded. And no one is ever happy with the amount that they have. It's never like, yeah. NASA's doing yeah, fine. Yeah, we're doing really good right yeah, now. Yeah, we all have agreed NASA is perfectly the right amount funded. No need no, to look over here. It's yeah. always like Neil deGrasse Tyson or something like that being like, they're about to shut down. Or someone's just like, these motherfuckers are spending all our money on Mars. <laughs> and it's, I don't know, is there ever a, a middle ground where we're okay with this? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah, so it looks just the same right now. Yeah, probably. I mean, it, it might. Because, man, everything in this world looks like you left it in the trunk of your car over the summer on accident. <laughs> Like all, all the buildings are falling over and moldy and like just cracking in the middle. It's terrible. Everything is just sun and heat. Yes. Warm. It's like I you left it. a tomato in your back seat and you didn't realize it. <laughs> That's, That's everything, in, That's the, everything in this, in this post-apocalyptic world. So I don't know why they're fighting so hard to save it. Like these NASA people that get woken up, I would just say, put me back if I walked out into this hellscape that they've You're got right. going on. The moon is low enough in the air to bump your head on it and it's split in half. But the sun comes up every every five minutes to say hi and <laughs> then it goes go. away. I mean, it's it is Mother Nature is just turned into the Joker at this point. Mother Nature has even invented something called fire whales <laughs> as a result of, I mean, what happened to cause this is that a quote unquote runaway planet uh -huh. stole the atmosphere as it flew by us off of our planet and broke the moon in half. Yeah. It said, oops, it was like a hit and run <laughs> that with the with this planet that yeah. went by. I want to know what planet it was. Uh -huh. I'm thinking it was Pluto. It was pissed Fuck off that we yeah. took it off the map. Yeah, yeah, dude. That aligns perfectly with everything. It was revenge. It was a revenge <laughs> hit and run by Pluto. <laughs> But fire whales, uh -huh. which is, you know, if you just tell someone, like, what's the craziest thing you can think of? Uh, like, fire, fire whale. whales. It's like whales, but there's fire. <laughs> this is what happens with all the save the whales bullshit that we've dealt with. This is what you can end up with. Yeah. Are whales that have giant spiny bones coming out of them, mean faces, uh -huh. and they just have blowtorches attached to the top who, of their heads. Who only have one function, and that's to kill. They are either predators in that they need to eat meat or they are just serial killers. Just want to kill like killer whales. They yeah. eat plankton on the side. That's it. <laughs> kill for fun. Eat that green. That, they're yep. all set. 
A war rages in the far reaches of planet Earth. Antarctica's pristine waters run red with blood. The Sea Shepherds are the soldiers who wage this war. Their enemy is whales. Well, they actually fight whales that are spitting fire at them. Uh-huh. <laughs> it gets biblical. I mean, they get swallowed by a whale at one point in this. Yeah. This is how fucked up the world has gotten. And then to fix it, Ukla punches one in the face. Yep, and that works. Well, that's how you're supposed to take care of sharks, yep. which seems so funny to me. I've never seen it. I'll never go near a shark ever. Well, I, th- I mean, I think you got to get that hit just down right. I mean, you really can't punch in no, water, buddy. No, 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 no. You have to like be a, have the arm above. But I, I had a book when I was a kid that was called uh, The World's Most Dangerous Animals, and I just loved it, which is, you know, maybe that's why I'm so afraid of sharks now, but because the bear was on the front, but there was a shark somewhere in there. Mm. But they would say like, yeah, if there's you, you hit them between the eyes, like boom, and yeah. thump them. Well, that's what he does, and I guess it works with whales too, <laughs> because, because not only does he knock out the whale, but the whale sinks into the water with cartoon stars going around its head. Uh-huh, yeah. I I enjoyed it. I must say, I loved it. But this is uh, this is the state of the environment, mm-hmm. and it is not a result of a lack of environmentalism. <laughs> it is a result of a cosmic occurrence. That's every day when you wake up, man. It's a good reason this to stay is, in bed when you live in that time. Either this is a place where you thrive because you love that drum, uh-huh. or you you're looking for something to maybe just take you away in the middle of the night. Is what I would be doing. Like, I at the end of all this, when they go through all this trouble to save, I don't even know, the world, I, uh-huh. who knows what. Like, I just, they fall back into the water out of a spaceship from miles in the air. And there's like, back to business. We're just three cowboys in a post-apocalyptic future. <laughs> Going to do it again. I'm like, why even? It's already broken. Don't even try it. It's like, if you've already, like, you dropped the whole pizza on the ground, it's ruined. Yeah. Just, just get a new pizza. Mm-hmm. Don't eat it. <laughs> Watching that this time, I have come to a conclusion. It's not even the fear anymore to me. I feel like this. I'm about to scientifically prove this. To oh you. shit! Okay. You always do that. Yeah. I think this is this is a show that was going on in 1980. So like jock versus nerd culture was almost at its height. Oh yeah. I would say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was before the nerds had their revenge in those films. <laughs> I think. <laughs> right, right there. It was right, sandwiched. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was probably what led to it. I would think. Nerds. 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 They've been laughed at. Picked on. I'm not kissing a nerd. They don't have the moves or the muscle, but they've got the brains. Nerds! Revenge of the nerds. Their time has come. And now it says a bunch of comic book guys wrote this, the guys from Marvel. But I think who really wrote it? Jocks. Mm. Because this world that <laughs> it comes in the post-apocalypse is all sci-fi and fantasy tropes mixed up in a big stew. It is kitchen sink bullshit of if you went to that one section of Barnes and Noble, that's uh-huh. everything you see on the covers from dragons to robots, everything else. It's all there and it's yep. all true. Yep. Okay. So they don't, and that's the understanding. If you put everything in, you don't have any taste. You just know that that stuff exists. Uh-huh. So that's jocks right there. But the main villains, every episode, Thundar and his pals encounter a new wizard. Uh-huh. And in this case, wizard, in this world, wizard is the same way that when we say you have a certain job and you associate character traits with it automatically, Uh certain jobs like politicians are all crooked or like stuntmen are all crazy. Like you just know, oh, he's a stuntman, keep your daughter away from him or whatever. Wizards are just megalomaniacal assholes. That is in this, like wizard equals evil, evil overlord (laughs) every time. But we established before that the wizards are the nerds that have like grown to power in this post-apocalyptic world because of their knowledge of sorcery and everything. Like anybody who was playing D&D 
they grew to power uh-huh. after the apocalypse. So they're the wizards now. Yeah. And every time Thundar and his friends win, and it's basically Thundar beats the shit out of them, uh-huh. the wizards, until he wins. Biceps and sword wins every time. Yep. That is a jock's dream. This is this is jock propaganda, I think, that they are trying to put out there like, see, the world goes to shit if you let the nerds have it. Man. Yeah. Dude. Jockaganda. <laughs> Jockaganda. <laughs> this Chuck. <laughs> and I want to know, I do want to know, because we're only on the third episode of this show, but they, yeah. I'm betting we will, uh, there's 20-something episodes, might be a few repeats, but I'm thinking we're going to get a wizard per episode. Okay. I'm assuming. I'll, I'll take that, that. You want to take the action that on that? Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. Take that juice. Like 20-something episodes that they did, I'm betting they're going to run through like 20 wizards that they put down. Or if they have one skipped an episode, it'll be two on the next one, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Like You've got to equal A convention, out. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It has to come out. So- this one guy and his buddies are going around just taking out wizards, mm-hmm. just removing them from the equation off the chessboard. Yeah. Do the wizards not, do they not have any network at all? Are they all so separate from each other? Well, that that nerds, nerds tend to be loners, you know? I be, guess. Yeah. I mean, you know, in the world, here's the thing. This world died before the internet was invented. Mm. If the internet had existed in this world, I think they would be more unified in their hate. Yeah. As we tend to be these days. You've got mail. You've got mail. The Wizard of the Week. This week, and it is an award to hand out every week. Uh-huh. Everyone gets one who comes through the show, is Mendoc. The Mind Menace. The Mind Menace. He is a menace that is a mind. A green lima bean mind. <laughs> yes. He is proof, again, that if you are ever irradiated and mutated through that radiation... Whatever your name is, is what you will be turned into. Mm-hmm. It's not about what you like or what you do. It is about what does your name sound like? Is your name Mendoc? You're going to become a mind. Radiation knows your name. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm Will Short. I, if I was irradiated, would just end up either being able to shrink if it was like a good yeah. <laughs> a good mutation, or if not, I'm just going to be Tom Thumb, basically. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, just walking around, having a little thing. And then I think you... Travis Hill would, yeah, would you would be, just be a big mound of a hill, like you'd be a swamp thing. Yeah, it'd be turning to earth. Yeah, yeah, but you'd be yeah. walking around. It'd be, I think it'd be pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like you would be a mound of a man. Yeah, okay. Yeah, a moss man. Yeah, yeah. So I'm thinking of changing my name. Okay, who do you like to to like huge handsome guy? <laughs> <laughs> but maybe the radiation would just be like, you know what? No, nah, I'm gonna keep like, it short with it. It knows your genetic name. It knows your real your Christian name. <laughs> it knows what you really what your parents wanted for you. Because this man, Mendoc, 2,000 years ago when this great cataclysm came through, was transformed. He lo- His wounds were so great, he says, he lost his body. And man, bummer. But <laughs> that's a bummer. Left him with a Bunsen burner. He turns into, like you said, a lima green glowing brain. Uh-huh. And that survives because, hey, the universe is fucked now. Yeah. Like anything goes. It's dealer's choice. Mother Nature just looked and said, you know what? Let him have it. <laughs> And he has he has a robot body, and he's angling for a robot body. Uh-huh. He wants an upgrade on that robot body. Yeah. When we meet him, he looks like someone who tried to put together a costume on <laughs> October thirty first at six p.m. Yeah. Like at MJ Designs or Michaels, whatever you call it. Like he went in and said, "Oh shit, 
uh, astronaut helmet and a robe. Uh-huh. Here we go. A cloak. Because he, it's like a child dressed him. Yeah. It looks weird. Uh-huh. And, and the whole NASA thing, it makes it at first seem like he used to work for NASA. Right. But he didn't. No. So <laughs> he's just a man in a space helmet and you can't see his body because it's covered with a robe. And when he does disrobe, it's a literal disrobing. It is framed as though Burt Reynolds is doing a full frontal in a film. Like, it's like they they just show his whole body yeah. or what would be his body. And he throws his robe aside, like, in a very seductive, yeah. aggressively seductive move. I was hoping for any number of things when I read the— A butt crack? Uh, yeah, I was definitely—a butt crack was up there. NYPD blue, a shower scene. <laughs> Knowing that there was going to be a, a disembodied brain in yeah. this show, I was hoping for any number of things, mm-hmm. like uh, a brain in a jar, a okay. head in a jar, yeah. like on Futurama, yeah. something along those lines. Instead, when the robe comes off, you get a Radio Shack remote-controlled <laughs> robot body that is just on a rocket-powered, just like the whole time it's been floating around on a single thruster, like yeah. an Iron Man thruster, and it's been making no noise. It is just... A weird reveal. <laughs> it's a very strange it, it, reveal. It's off-putting to say the least. Yes, and his, he's an asshole. Like, there, I, I don't know if he was, I think if you were an asshole, you were not taken, I think maybe that planet coming by was like the rapture, uh-huh. and if you were a jerk, you got left behind, because <laughs> he is a major asshole. Yeah. His voice, the voice choice that they made, they did not anticipate what that would do to people to listen to that for 21 minutes uh-huh. straight. Like, it is abrasive. There's this thing that makes it, it's hard to understand because they put this echo on it as though the helmet is echoing what he's saying. No, that's, it's very, it's hard to listen to. I am Minda, supreme among wizards. He's a barbarian. He can't be trusted. Mindoc the asshole. He's a total jerk. (laughs) This is how much of an asshole he is. Okay. He's got these NASA people that he has mind I don't even man he shows up and just shoots electricity at them they disappear the next time he sees them it seems like they're under his control yeah but also he has to still convince them of things that uh-huh. like Thundar is a bad guy yeah. it's like half mind control he, he has to double double shoot him yeah yeah it's, it's just like it's like if I took over your mind but then I'm, and then you start questioning me uh-huh. that's not mind control anymore it's like the Novocaine wore off <laughs> you know what <laughs> yes, I'm saying yes yes so he asked these people who he has had for a very short amount uh-huh. of time he says, You will have my robot body completed tonight. Because that's what he's having them do, is build them a nice big robot body that's better than the one he has currently. And they say, Tonight? We only began a few hours ago. My ordeal began 2,000 years ago, Doctor, when I was human, like you. I've been at this for 2,000 years. I have struggled. <laughs> like, like that has anything to do with anything. This guy guilts and shames people into doing. He complains. He is somebody, I'm going to say it. He is somebody who, if they have a handicap in a wheelchair or something like that, mm-hmm. if you were to, like, if you had a boss, let's yeah. say, okay, your boss is, happens to be handicapped. Let's say that they're in a wheelchair, and they roll in and they say, "Hey, I need that project done yesterday," and you say, "I just got the email," and they say, "I don't have legs," <laughs> and you say, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, okay, I know uh, you lost I forgot him. about, it. yeah, I forgot, I about know that. a shark bit him off or whatever. Okay, I'm sorry." Like that's what he's he's just using his his body handicap, uh-huh. his handicap of being a brain. Yeah. To his advantage. And I and I mean, I don't think they feel bad for him because he's so asshole. But, you know, he is a sorcerer, so they kind of have to do what he says. Don't open doors for me. <laughs> That's right. I can do it myself. At one point, he is explained. He, he just, as he's getting into his new body, uh-huh. as that's revealed, <laughs> he, <laughs> he starts talking about his background like an info dump 
oh, and a yeah, half. Yeah. It is just like at that point, we kind of already understand him, but he like <laughs> he disrobes, his space helmet just explodes, and you finally see this glowing brain. Yeah. It's just floating around in space, trying to get into this other body, and he's explaining this whole thing. The voice is crazy enough, and like there's enough reverb and everything on it. Right. I can barely understand what he's saying. But as he's talking about his whole backstory, he just <laughs> somewhere in there, he says, And I learned sorcery as well as science. I also learned sorcery. <laughs> just pops that off of there. This is crazy because he is a brain in what in, in a robotic body who does sorcery through his only his brain. Uh-huh. So it's psychic powers? I don't know. Right. Is that how how what do you need to do magic? What's the bare minimum? Because I thought it was like a top hat, uh-huh. a rabbit, and, and experience. And, and a wand and some experience. <laughs> and like a willingness to be denigrated by children yeah. at a birthday party. Right. I think. <laughs> but he's just doing quote unquote magic, just a floating brain. That's magic, I guess. I guess. That's magic, baby. But I <laughs> I also learned sorcery. He either it sounds like he is giving his resume, mm-hmm. like he's just making shit up. Kind of, or if you, uh, as a kid, especially if you may, were to make up a superhero yeah. or a character that's going to be a cool guy and you, they're like, okay, so what does he do? What's, what, what makes him cool? What makes him powerful? And you start listing off every humanly possible or impossible thing that you could, instead of saying he's good at this, this, and this, and this is his problem. You're a kid. So you say like, he's a fireman, but he's also a police officer. And he's an outlaw, and he's really good at archery, but he has 10 guns, 15 guns, yeah. and he makes his own guns, but he's a scientist. And you just like go on and on and on, and it sounds like he's trying to build himself into that person where he's just yeah. saying, like, I also learned sorcery, I'm also a scientist, I'm also a robot. <laughs> <laughs> this whole plot with his bigger body, which is barely an upgrade. True. It's, yeah. I mean, it's it has- It's it, more metal, less fabric. Yes, that and that, that upgrade, for sure. Yeah. Fabric, you know- it looks good, yeah, but it's, it doesn't survive fires, for instance, as <laughs> yeah. well. Uh, it really is just a human body, like ten percent bigger. Uh. It's like Shack dimensions. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, Shaquille O'Neal. It's Got just you. like like he's that much bigger than everyone else in the room. Where you're like, it's off-putting. Yeah, but it's it, because it's not that big. Uh-huh. It's just like you're big enough to make me think it could be really happening. Yeah, but yeah, he just has like big bug eyes, and it's just he. It's not something that's necessary, right. I think. You got yeah. magic powers, you got science, you got minions. Uh-huh. Just like, just let it go, man. You don't need that body. <laughs> I think he just misses being, he never was a big guy, I'm going to take a guess. Yeah, I think it's, that's yeah. pretty safe He wasn't say. hitting the gym. Mm-mm. No. <laughs> so he wanted to be the big man on campus. Yeah. And he said, literally make me the biggest man on this campus. And turn me into the danger Will Robinson. Danger Will Robinson. Robot. Danger no Will Robinson. Pretty close, man, with those <laughs> the little antenna things sitting yeah, yeah, off yeah. the top. Danger. It reminds me of there was a Simpsons Halloween episode relatively early on where Mr. Burns was trying to have like a robot suit built. Uh, he was going to have his brain put into a robot suit. Okay. It was going to be a big thing that ends up that his head gets melded onto Homer's for some reason at the end instead. Oh, wow. Yeah. I, I remember that one. It's I a good one. It. It's a good one. That's it, it reminds me of that quite a bit. It's basically <laughs> the same plot, I would yeah. say. In fact, I would say Simpsons, get that checkbook out. Ooh, baby. Yeah. Ruby Spears is yeah. waiting for it. The end of all this, uh, Thundar and pals. And their horses. <laughs> they are, yeah, let's talk about the horses for a second. Yeah. Because these three people are, uh, we don't have cars. We got big giant ships and horses, and those are your yeah. only vehicle uh-huh. options. Yeah. Your only transportation available. Well, the, the terrain is too rugged to have it, a It's all swampland yeah. from what I can see, <laughs> and just like in probably new kinds of lands, you yeah. know, that are just like made out of air uh-huh. and clouds and things. Yeah, the rubber cannot hit. Yeah. <laughs> it's all a joke. Uh-huh. They ride around on three horses the whole time. Yep. Two of them are normal horses. Near as we can tell, they look normal. And then Ukla rides what is like a tadpole 
horse hybrid, it seems like, and always looks frightened. It always looks like uh-huh. one of those spooked horses. They, I, I have never seen them feeding these horses, no. apples or carrots. They don't pet them. They don't pet them. No. They don't talk to them very much. When they do, it's just like, whoa, boy, or something like that. And they have them do the most impossible things ever, man. They have, they ride them into a spaceship <laughs> that they have ripped a hole in. And at that point, I think the horses should just be saying, you know what, man, you can take it from here. Like, yeah, we, I'm going to jump off right now. Yeah. Like our union, we're union and we don't do spaceships. We're horses. Remember horses? We stay outside. This is an out, outdoors type of deal. Not inside spaceships. You haven't fed me in three days. Okay? Yes. Yeah. Feed me, we'll talk. Yeah. They are on the spaceship that is supposed to be the, or the, the warship. I don't. Here's the thing. This guy has a new body, but he already has this warship. Uh-huh. What has changed that has suddenly made him so powerful that he gets to go? I think it's just confidence. Now that I think about it. Like he, that body just yeah. gives him the confidence to feel like he can go conquer everyone. Uh-huh. But he's always had that power. It's always been inside of him. They're trying to find him on the ship, and all they do is Thundar just cuts up his robot body. Uh-huh. He just cut, like, it is a dismembering. Had Three this, slices, a handshake. Yes. <laughs> had this been a, per- yeah, cuts off his hand, cuts his legs off at the knee, literally. Had this been a real person, it would have been gorific. Oh, yeah. And then they just let the ship go off into space because it's stuck going that way, and they cut a hole and drop out the bottom. This just goes to show because Thundar is maybe the the worst mass killer of robots in history. Yeah. Like he is the Dahmer. He is the he's up there, man. He is like they have him in history books. He's pretty sick. He's pretty bad. Uh-huh. But it just goes to show you that even not only are robots like they're not even second class citizens. They are bottom feeders. Yeah, for and they sure. always will be. They deserve uh-huh. to be down there. But they are even if you are not a robot, but you're like ninety percent robot in the brain. <laughs> You will still get treated with extreme prejudice because guess what? It is ex- we're, I am extremely prejudiced against robots, as you <laughs> as well established. So I would say if you are over twenty percent robot, better find a place to hide. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm around, <laughs> I'm talking shit. Oh yeah, I'm talking shit to your robotic arm. Yeah, I can't wait for that future. <laughs> On today's episode, on today's episode, this is where we break down either the moral that was in the show, which this one has no <laughs> surface moral. None, it is none at all. a pulpy action thing. There's, It is not trying to say a single thing. Yeah. It keeps or, it barbaric all the way through. But. It does. Or does it? Ooh. Because we always manage to find the nuggets of morality. Yeah, we do. Uh, it's like everlasting gobstopper. You got to find that strawberry center. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we always... We'll suck on this cartoon until we get to that damn thing every time. Yep. So, Travis. Yes, sir. On today's episode of Thunder of the Barbarian. Yes. What lesson or lessons did you learn? Well, I mean, let's let's journey into this for a second, Will. Okay. Um, Mindoc was all brain. All brain. He was a know-it-all. Huge know-it-all. And, uh, man, people don't like know-it-alls at all, man. So, I think he was lonely. And I think you just got to learn. To you know, not don't act like that. You know, <laughs> just just if you know everything, don't don't share with everyone. You know, just let people have a few a few treats in the day. You know, let them pretend like they. <laughs> so leave some room for other people. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, Will, what do you got over there? Well, he was very. I will say he's very emotional. Uh huh. He seems to be all like id. He just screams everything <laughs> angrily for someone who's supposed to be smart. The only thing that tells you that he is supposed to be intelligent is that he talks up here, kind of like a robot, <laughs> and you would just assume that he has some kind of. But, but really, he's just a maniac. He is just a, just a truly man, and he's all, all, all emotion all the time. <laughs> hey, Will, yes. uh, any nugget you find in this cartoon? Oh, I, I got some fat nugs on okay, this one. Yeah, baby. yeah. All right. Now, as usual, there are a few to choose from. Okay. One, 
which is it may not be popular and sometimes <laughs> hard to do, is you got to back your manager, at least publicly. Because these NASA guys, once they get brainwashed by him and taken in, I mean, or whatever, half brainwashed, uh-huh. you got to go along with Mendoc at that point. You yeah. can't be questioning him in front of the other NASA people. But maybe you should know when to push back yeah. and take him aside and say, hey, you know, I mean, look, I know you want this body real fast, but like, uh, it's on, it's on the fast track, but yeah. <laughs> you want this body. I know it's on the fast track, but um, 24 hours, man, we've only had 24 hours. I think that's maybe a little unreasonable. But you don't do that in front of the other ones because he will bite your fucking head off. And that's not solidarity. So you don't want to do that. I think on the practical side, Uh if you are in the ocean ever, one, don't be. And two, if you are still. Don't be. Still, number one holds. It's like number one through infinite. And then infinity plus one is if you are in the ocean and any living being approaches you. Regardless of what it is, uh-huh. uh, clownfish, angelfish, who gives a shit, punch it in the face. Yeah. Give it an old between the eyes yep. <laughs> and hope that that works. Cause that's what you're supposed to do with, you know, I think it'll work. I think it'll work. Punch an eel between the <laughs> eyes. Punch, think about punching an octopus. That would oh, not be a good feeling. Hard. Yeah. All the ink would go everywhere. But the biggest nugget, the one to take home yeah. and cook it up in a frying pan. Okay. The 20, the 20 piece nugget. <laughs> box that I've assembled into a single gigantic nugget Okay, is do not be afraid to have the talk with your kids. <laughs> the apocalypse is coming and better they hear from you than some somebody on the playground. I mean, who knows what these kids think is coming? Uh-huh. Like they're not, maybe some of them don't believe that the apocalypse is imminent, <laughs> but it is. <laughs> the sooner they can realize that not only is their life finite, uh-huh. But the world is actually could go away. Yeah, the better. The faster I, they're going to get a job and they, really start living life, or they will become whatever they're. If they're going to become something bad, if they're just going to stay home and be a bum or just not be anything, they will get to that sooner. Yeah, you're going to find out faster. You're going to okay, accelerate yeah, who they are faster. Yeah. yeah. So there is. I almost. I think you can't start soon enough with this with the apocalypse talk. I think yeah. if you if you read bedtime stories. Uh-huh. Book of Revelations. Yeah. Easy. Just make that your every night. So that's just a baseline for them. Okay. If they're, a, when they're a baby in the nursery, like have all the Mad Max movies just on loop all the time. Doesn't matter if they're sleeping. They're they're getting it in there. Smart. Even- Walking it, Dead by five. Walking Dead by age five. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, what is the age that we're usually walking by? Like two? Yeah. Okay. So Walking, at, walking Dead by two. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. My kid was walking dead by two. <laughs> I would say even go if you can get them in the womb, get them. Like if you if you sing songs, like you know some people sing songs to the kid while in their womb. Just work some apocalyptic imagery uh-huh. yeah. into that. Sing sing ring about, ring about the rosies, ring around uh, the that's rosies. That's true. But explain yeah. the the and be like <laughs> now terms. a little boy. What that actually is referring to is I don't know who you are yet, but yeah. guess what? You're gonna come out with the paranoia going. Uh-huh. This I think will prepare. It will make a better world. Yeah. At large, we're gonna have the next generation generation apocalypse Ooh, is what we're gonna have yeah, and. I like that. Just a bunch of people ready, ready and waiting for that end to come. Oh, and don't don't save the whales. Do not save the whales. Let those those whalers harpoon the shit out of them shits because uh-huh. yeah, let them do, let them have it. <laughs> let them have it. Take them away. I don't want them. No sir. Thank you for joining us here at the end of the world for the end of the world tunecast. Oof, uh, the pocket cap. The post apocalyptic. <laughs> it's pod. hard. I, it's so hard to even say apocalypse for me post-apocalyptic. sometimes. Post apocalyptic. The days. Po- 
Positively. <laughs> Thank you guys for yeah, listening. Yeah. And uh, hey, if you liked what you heard, get on iTunes or Apple Podcasts, whatever they call it now. Give us a review, five stars. Write a review for us. It will help us out. Yes. Or check us out on our Twitter or Instagram at DPTuneCast, please. You can also find us on YouTube with a music video. It is a mashup of the X Men 1992 animated series theme with Sir Mixalots. Baby, Baby got, got back. back. Uh, double up. Uh, uh. It's called X Men Attack. If you search for this podcast name on YouTube or just follow the link in the show notes, you'll find it. Next episode, we are going to. We're going way back. Okay, how far okay. back? We went to the future this episode. Yeah. We're going back to, I think. I'll have to check it because I haven't done the research yet. Okay. Believe we're going back to prehistoric times. All right. But we're also going to be seeing more robots. Next week, we'll be talking about Beast Wars colon Transformers. <laughs> For <laughs> some reason, they did that. Got to put the colon Got to put it in there. Beast Wars, a 1990s computer animated Transformers series where the robots turn into animals. Ooh, baby, I can't wait. I, it's, they say it's good. Yeah. I hope it's not, for our sake. <laughs> Look up the lore on this one, because it's complicated. And, tutor my duder. Yeah, tutor my duder. Uh, uh, Turn your red eye, buddy. Thunder the burger. <laughs> Do you have any post 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 apocalypse? <laughs> I've stopped. That part of my brain has stopped. Pterodactyl time. Dactyl time, baby. What's on her eye, man? Ooze or goo? What, uh, what it's one simple trick that removes eye bags and lip lines in seconds. All right, cool. From health.e news. Let's click on that for a second. Yeah, let's get. Oh, wait, hey, look. He's got his whole costume's made out of Uggs. Uh-huh. <laughs> He's got 22 Uggs on. He <laughs> he probably found them like on the skeletons of sorority girls from 1970-whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know if they would go back that far, but... Yeah, I mean, uh, goddamn, man. This is a guy in a fucking space helmet. I'm a scientist and <laughs> a finder of gold. <laughs> a prospector. A prospector, you <laughs> all. I find the gold of knowledge within all lessons. Mm. Yeah, I'll take a suit of fed, man, if you got that yeah. around. Uh there should be some on the counter. Okay. Uh at the CVA. No. There, <laughs> you mother. Yeah, there there they should be on the counter somewhere, but if you're not seeing them, just let me know they're Pallerino. Oh, I sure will, you motherfucker. Hey <laughs> <You pay> now. <laughs>